0: the following program is presented by the nerdy show podcast network geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse all nerdy show programming is made possible by a comic shop orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination and with the generous support of listeners like you to learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming visit nerdyshow.com
1: this is david x cohen x executive producer of futurama and you are listening to the nerdy show
0: Nerdy Show, a weekly podcast dedicated to every facet of nerddom, from comics and video games to science and technology. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Hi, I'm
1: Cap. Hi, I'm Brandon, and I am tired.
0: And this is our E3 report. We're recording this remotely, so if you're a first-time listener, Nerdy Show doesn't normally sound like a big, echoey room, because we normally record in a studio. We're on the road. We're in Los Angeles, and we've just spent the last three days, really four days, checking out the well most extreme week in gaming of the year in the best city i've ever been to
1: that's sarcasm
0: can you just like not talk about los angeles I,
1: I i wish i could not talk about it cap
0: you always bring it up i, yeah, I wouldn't I'm, bring it up but I'm you always sorry. you always bring it up i
1: apologize uh,
0: so so this episode we're um, we're recording it as quickly as we can so we're not going to do any major edits it's going to sound a little different it's going to sound a little boxy Um, But we want to talk about our E3 experience and formally, I said we're going to put this episode out on Monday Fuck it. It's coming out right now whenever you're (laughs) listening to this So uh, so for this this coming week if you're listening to this at the moment that we actually normally would put this out This episode's coming out early and uh, that won't matter in in just a couple weeks time that message won't mean a damn thing But uh, anyway E3 2015 What a goddamn year.
1: It's uh, the first time I've been here where Almost every company is putting out something amazing. Usually, like, 90% of everything is crap. Every company I can think of is putting out something that's just a very special game.
0: This is the sixth year we've covered E3. Six years. And in in all our six years of covering it, we've never seen press conferences this strong, showings this strong, releases this strong, gameplay this strong. Mm -hmm. It's ludicrous. I think what we maybe could attribute it to most is where we are in the life cycle of the new consoles... Because whenever a console debuts, I guess there's like a a period of about two years that they just fuck around. Well, because when the console first comes
1: out, they're still working on previous titles that haven't come out yet for the previous systems. And now everyone is specifically developing for next gen. So we're seeing this whole new scale... Um, to games that we haven't before,
0: and it's interesting. We actually thought that uh, VR was going to be bigger than it was this year because every everybody and their mother is coming out with uh, a virtual reality. Headset My mother did somewhere. come out with a she virtual. Did. It's
1: just a friggin' box of Cheerios with goggles on it, but it's, but yeah, she, she still thinks you know, it's VR. She, she's trying to market it. She is. Um,
0: so like you know, we we got the Morpheus from PlayStation. We got the Oculus, which is partnered with Xbox now. And um, various and then, other and a, and a lot of little random ones, but actually, though there was uh, you know mild VR showings here and there, uh, that wasn't the theme that dominated this year. Every year, where there's kind of a, a theme, whether it's you know Im- <laughs> imbued from the corporate overlords, whether it's asymmetrical gameplay or uh, or never before seen open world, open exploration. world for the first time, for the ever first time ever in yeah. any game. Um, but th- this year, it was different. It was better. It was not about buzzwords. It was simply about action, and that action was. Well, actually, several things, uh, but but a dominant thing: working with the gaming community. Well, yeah, the the, the main buzzword
1: I get, well, not really, the main buzz phrase was like we worked with uh, the community, we worked we, with 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 the developers, we worked with the fans. We got your feedback. We listened.
0: Every company said that we listened to the fans. And, and this isn't where like other situations, like where Xbox One had pair <clears throat> pair back features that they had because they. Presented them poorly in the press, and there was misunderstandings about what exactly those features did. Uh, This is actually like maybe a cooperative sort of stance on things. So we're seeing a lot more games going into open beta, like on consoles, so people can like evolve the gameplay experience with the fan base. So they don't release a shitty game. Mm -hmm. They they release it early under the intention of it being in development, and then they work with it. Something kind of normal for, for PC games But now it's it's becoming a console thing and as well And I think that's a good thing
1: for games And and the other thing I was seeing this year was Most of the games are
0: kind of unique They're not all just clones of each other
1: Yeah, there, There's a few here and there But most of the games are just completely different from each
0: other Yeah, there's plenty of sequels But there's also a lot of Even, even sequels have a new spin Mm-hmm uh, it, it's it's a good year for gaming. And, of course, E3 represents games... Well, and next year when they yeah. finally come out. <laughs> Ga- games that are coming out for sure this year before the holidays and then games TBD next year, maybe as late as the holidays yeah. next year. I mean, honestly, I, I'm only going to be playing, playing Fallout 4 for the holidays. Oh, yeah. And, and by the way, if you haven't been paying attention to the release dates surrounding this particular event, this holiday season... Uh, you're fucked. You're, we're all fucked. <laughs> all of us... Everything and, is coming out October, you, November, December. If you care about video games, they're... Quit your jobs. Well, s- spend all, get all the, crew, all the get, money you you're can. You're gonna get fired. So putting your it's, two weeks right before like November. It's crazy. We have like games we've been waiting years for. Games we didn't know we wanted. It's all coming out, and uh, I don't, honestly don't know what we're gonna do about it. <laughs> the world will end. The, yes. Uh, so these conferences, um, they were they were AAA, and it started with Bethesda. Uh, super impressive, un- unveiling like like more from Fallout Four in depth. You know. Uh, Doom.
1: Bethesda was not fucking around this year. They're like, look, we understand everything we've done wrong in the past. We understand everything we've done right. Well, aside from
0: the, are we done wrong? What do you mean? The bugs? Oh, no, no, no. Even just with, like, Doom
1: games. Doom Doom wasn't always, they kind of, their well, last... Doom, Doom their, wasn't
0: Bethesda, right? Their, their
1: last game was Bethesda. It was? It was yeah, the last okay. Doom game was Bethesda. It wasn't that great. This new one is amazing. It's amazing looking. There was no hands-on of that. There was no hands-on for Fallout 4, because no. we're so close. It would have been nice to try, like, maybe the building aspect of it.
0: Yeah, but they, uh, but they, they, f- it, but, they focused yeah. on their new IP, which was a good move, Battlecry, which we played last year and really liked, and it's still in- enjoyable. And, oh, okay, this is this is not a buzzword again, but another thing that we're just seeing a ton of, MOBAs. Like, they've been on the rise for years, but this year we're just seeing tons of them. And They're pretty uh, fun, though. Everyone I played was fun. It, and the format for a MOBA allows for... A diverse gameplay style just so long as it's multiplayer and it's online Um, but uh, if you're not familiar with the term it basically pertains to any game that is that is an online multiplayer and that is its primary function even if it has a narrative element to it that's that's the gist of it it's not an mmo it's like a generally a fighting experience like team Mm -hmm. fortress yeah um and we're seeing a lot of things in that vein a lot of them starting with the word battle including um battle cry um battleborn battleborn yeah and of course Star Wars Battlefront yeah and um, I, I get all three
1: of them confused surprisingly and, even the one Star Wars and
0: then the one that's different from all of them gigantic which looks like the most original easily oh gi- gigantic is is my favorite of those it's <laughs> a very animated style thing with a really cool anthropomorphic but also somewhat mythological style character designs really bright um, and I think Xbox and PC is where it's headed but uh, yeah they really cool. I mean
1: I th- I asked them, I think they said it was exclusive for the holidays. Once again it's one of those things where it's like if they're saying it's exclusive for the holidays, then you damn well know that it's gonna come out for other systems right, later. Like, like, or else they would like, or they <laughs> would they would
0: <laughs> Tomb Raider. Yeah.
1: <laughs> They would uh, flaunt it right. if, if it was only for that system. They would totally say yeah, but they're like, no, it's exclusive for the holiday. I'm like, Ch- what does Ch- that mean? Tomb is coming
0: out on Xbox first, but they're contractually obligated to not say that they are coming out for something else.
1: That's right. We asked them. I said, you, is it exclusive? And they said, this holiday it is. That's all we're going to say. I was like, oh, I got you, Wink. So yeah. it will be coming to other systems, the uh, new Tomb Raider. Yeah, and,
0: oh, and also Bethesda Dishonored too which looks amazing. Dishonored 2 yeah. looks pretty awesome. I'm going to get it regardless. Uh, so we, we've actually, we've what we should forward you to, if, if you're hearing this podcast and haven't seen our E3 coverage, uh, in the past we've done videos. This year we, we focused on articles specifically. Uh, we've got a lot of articles and if you're listening to this, the moment this episode comes out, there's even more to come. Um, and uh, we should probably have all of them done by Friday at the very latest. But uh, a lot of material coming out and uh, lots of in-depth coverage. More in-depth than we've been able to do in prior years. Um yeah, and one of the things we talked about was the Bethesda conference overall. So we'll kind of stop filleting Bethesda at the moment and move on to uh, to Xbox. I mean, it was a big day. Um, the uh, The first day, the, the first unofficial day of E three is press conference day. Bethesda. did There's the night before, uh, and on, uh, on on this day we had Xbox, Sony, EA, and Ubisoft. And then the following day, we had Nintendo and a, uh, a Square Enix one, which they hadn't done one in a while. It was easily the most boring of all of them, but uh, but man, you know, uh, some good stuff anyhow. Um, and I guess we'll, we'll take this moment to uh, to mention Nintendo as well. They Nintendo doesn't care about E3, and that's fine. They have no obligation to care about E3. They are, are having many E3s every... Like couple weeks with Nintendo Direct, they're constantly communicating to the the fan base and the press on equal terms.
1: Well, un- unfortunately,
0: I feel like that's that's gonna
1: kick them in the butt because I, I feel like they should have promoted more at E three. Well, they their, yeah. their games that they were displaying were kind of average and mediocre, and everyone I talked to while I was waiting in line for several hours were just like, yeah, they were okay, but no- nothing like the other companies.
0: I don't know. I like it's why why should a company be beholden to impressing the press? Um, at well, because the press are also ones who are going to buy their shit, you know? There are people, too, okay? I
1: Sometimes. I, we're press, right? We are I'm going to buy Nintendo shit if it's good. Yeah. If they show me that shit like Metroid Federations again, I'm not going to buy it. You mean it. Metroid Battle Ball? No, there was two games.
0: There was Metroid Federations and, like, Battle Ball something. There were two things that were branded as Metroid games but are not Metroid games that yeah, were not Yeah, I, I was here. kind and of like, pissed I, I will, off a lot I, of people. I will admit, Brandon, it is downright insulting yeah. that they, like... People are so hard up for a decent Metroid game that they would release something that no one was expecting or cared about uh, and has no reason to. Yeah, that's the thing. But uh, they, However, they had,
1: Well, I was going to say the creator of the best Metroid games, in my opinion, the Prime series, is making his own
0: game, Yeah, which we won't see till next year, ReCore. Yeah. So that is something to look forward to. And, and, and ReCore, which was debuted during the Xbox um, uh, conference is an Xbox exclusive.
1: That one is exclusive. I will not be able to play it on my PS4. It, it's a,
0: it's about um it looks like like set in a kind of a desert world and uh, play a female human uh, protagonist who has a robot friend whose soul, I guess, or program he programming His core. anyway is is a is a, <laughs> is a glowing blue core and uh, if that if one body is destroyed, you can plug that core into another robot body if you find one one that has you know obviously different abilities went and from skills. went from like a dog to like a construction ape yeah and they showed so, they they you know showed several good, others there's right? a good trailer for that um, uh, yeah so anyway uh, Xbox conference um, well okay that. the Hololens right it looked yeah.
1: amazing we there, we, it did, was, we did an article on this yeah it, it wasn't at you know, it wasn't on the showroom floor. Didn't get a good look at that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we wrote an article about it. Check it out. <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean it's it's the coolest it's it, the coolest bit of technology I saw there. We, we we saw a live demo of some augmented reality hardware that we've talked about previously on Nerdy Show, and it was uh, well, it was super cool. Like we've you know, it, it depending on there's much, we didn't see this like personally. We just we saw it at the show. So with everyone else, yeah. Uh, anyway, it, it, there's. There, there's more. There's more. There. We'll see where the, where that goes. Um, sorry. Scanning, scanning our, our respective notes. We have so many um, notes. You have no idea. You know. You know what we didn't see, Brandon? We didn't see Cuphead. I wonder. Was that on the that's, show? That's the on my list of things I I was gonna look for, but didn't see. No, yeah, I didn't, it was. I didn't it was not. It. it was not there. Cuphead is a is a is an amazing side scroll that, that we probably mentioned last year because that was where it debuted. It's been in the works for a while. It, it looks like uh, it looks like 1930s cartoons. Um, and it's. it's I mean, amazing. perfectly. I, I don't actually know how they animated it. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of ridiculous. So. I I don't know that that's that's out there it's gonna happen um Battletoads mm -hmm. didn't come back there was a, a standard, a, there was a statue there was a a beautiful Battletoads statue which basically was like fuck you
1: this is all you get but there's
0: there's a really cool uh, collection of classic rare games just to remind you of you know everything they made that was awesome before Microsoft bought them and then stripped all their creativity away <laughs> but there's a collection of all that awesome stuff if you haven't played the cr- like classic rare games like like uh, uh, Conker's Bad Fur Day the original N64 version not the remastered which was good but different from the original mm-hmm. uh, and, and Battletoads and so on but I really thought we were going to get an original Battletoads game this year and it, you're never going get- to Another original Battletoads game. Sorry, I'm sorry to say it. I think next year's the year. I think it's gonna happen. You're gonna have to
1: call uh, GameStop and ask them when Battletoads is coming out. (sighs) I really should. They are asking Um, for it. I guess I want to say there's there's a few things that disappointed me. Go for it. There was no mention of anything Half Life related. Obviously, they're never. I I don't care. Every year,
0: Valve doesn't give a shit, man. Yeah, I
1: know. I'm just every year I check. Uh, Dark Cloud three. It was announced, but there was no presence of it. Uh, right. Dark Cloud 3. Dark Cloud series is one of my favorite series, so I was hoping. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077.
0: Yeah. Admittedly,
1: admittedly, they've been working really hard on
0: Witcher, and they deserve a break. Yeah, yeah that, that's from CD Projekt Red, creator mm-hmm. creators of Witcher. They were prom- promoting a game called Cyberpunk for the past two years. It was It was announced... There's a website that you can go to, uh, and there were flyers for it at every year we've seen them show Witcher, but no one's seen anything well, from I th- the I game. I think they're focusing on but, Witcher right now. Yeah.
1: It's it's a pretty big success. Yeah, they,
0: they, they rightly so. They shouldn't divide their attentions, uh, but it's coming. It's going to happen. Telltale, nothing this year. Yeah, Telltale actually wasn't showing anything, but they did announce during E3 an amazing side project. It's a it's a Walking Dead uh, miniseries in the style of their amazing Walking Dead games, uh, focusing on Michonne and huh. specifically uh, focusing on her story during a really specific window of time uh, in a certain time jump that happens in the Walking Dead comics. Previously, it was ambiguous whether or not the uh, Telltale games were set in the comic universe or um, or the television show universe or a hybrid of the two, but uh, now it's clear it is 100% the comic universe, and uh, we're going to... Uh, I mean, it's, it's going to go in territory completely unexplored by... Um, well, by the comics themselves, but but also a kind of uh, ambience based on the context clues that the uh, the television series certainly has never ha- uh, gotten to. So that's really exciting. But they they uh, did have an office full of sandwiches, though. Yeah, we did eat some so. sandwiches. Um, well, the, the last thing I want to say before you can kick
1: my ass and move on okay. is there was absolutely no mention of Beyond Good and Evil 2, a game that has
0: supposedly been in development and not canceled even longer than The Last Guardian. Well... The Last Guardian was officially announced as being a thing. It's coming in 2016, so that's something, right? Y- yes, uh, we got to watch some extended play of it. Yeah,
1: that, we did. That um, you will
0: not be able to see unless you were there. Yeah, no, there. Um, they're, it was interesting. Sony did this, this great presentation on the show where they had three consecutive theaters that seated about like 30 people and, well, normally there's huge lines for this sort of thing. This was, uh, they had a constant flow of, basically, you you, you were, then you went from one theater to one theater to one theater. You just got in a big line and got cycled through all day.
1: Sony wins the award for most efficient lines this year. It was one line and it looked like a couple hundred people, but after 20 minutes, you were in the theater and then the next theater and then the next theater. There was... You didn't have to wait two yeah. hours to see one thing,
0: and it was great. We saw extended versions of um, Horizon, a, a Horizon Zero Earth, or Zero Dawn, Zero, Zero, Zero Dawn, Dawn. Zero Dawn. Uh, the
1: Last Guardian, yeah, and, and an amazing scene you
0: haven't seen yet um, from Uncharted Four. Uncharted Four. Now, Uncharted Four, which uh, if you've seen, you've ch- if you've seen the, the, uh, the video they played during the press conference, uh, it's the greatest action sequence in any movie, in a, in, yeah, ever. <laughs> um, and it's what the best movie this and, and year? And here's, here's the thing: now it, it cuts at a really integral point. And you might think, okay, well, the conclusion is just coming up. No, that's maybe about fifty percent in. Yeah, it gets even crazier.
1: There's, yeah, if you want to say it.
0: it, Well, it's just I, I I don't necessarily want to go into go into specifics, but like there's (laughs) there's there's lots of car jumping. There's motorcycles being dragged through the mud. Yeah, for like a mile. Like, yeah, man, just while shooting
1: a a, a car crash that you pull yourself out of. You're you're on you're upside down in a car on top of you. It's on fire, but there's guys outside with guns. It's it's really great. it is
0: actually the greatest action sequence in any media that I have ever seen. So, <laughs> and that's just one scene of the game. Yeah, I guess we can talk about the best of the, the things you gave awards to. Sure, sure, sure. We have we have best in show awards. Uh, we had we had four printed up this year. We should have at least had five. Uh, turns out, or six, or six, <laughs> um, and uh, we gave them two. Um,
1: Okay, first one went to, and that's going to fuck up the mic, but he just did Her, Horizon Zero
0: Dawn. Yeah. Uh, Ma- made by Gorilla, who makes Killzone. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fascinating. We um, were like, Gorilla, isn't that the Killzone people? I think that's Killzone people. Like, this studio... Uh, as far as we, we know, has only produced Killzone, with the exception of a their first game, which is a Vietnam game, expressing <laughs> the true shell shock, expressing the true horrors of Vietnam. On we, we, PS1 we've or only or just something. read about it. We're actually yeah. gonna, I, <laughs> I, PS PS two, yeah. but like um, so they've only done Killzone this whole time, and now they're out the gate with something completely different from Killzone. And they must have been working on
1: this since since long.
0: before the last Killzone game. Uh, it, it's. It's they called it a post 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 apocalyptic game. It's where humanity has basically destroyed itself, reduced itself to caveman level. Uh, the cities have become forests with like the, the the shells of skyscrapers only being like ruins. And humanity's a bit past cave person in some ways because they can build off of what was left their behind. Tribes
1: and hunter gatherers. They yeah. use some technology.
0: But the real weird part is that all the animals that we saw were mechanical. Mechanical, yeah. Um, yeah. they're, they're eating grass, but turning it into weird biofuel and tanks on their backs that you shoot off with your bow and arrow, yeah. and then fight dinosaur-like monsters that are also robots. Um, but, but the demo, they sh- the extended demo they showed us, it,
1: it was great, and they featured, basically you could shoot anything off of these giant mammoth mechanical beasts. They shot off a gun and used it against it. I mean, it, it's a brilliant thing that you should see, um, you should go
0: watch the trailer. You'll, you'll see only slightly less than what we saw. Um, yeah,
1: ours was alive. Yeah, gameplay, was, so they showed some slightly different things. Yeah,
0: really, really cool. We also saw an extended Last Guardian, um, some more, some more mood aspects to it. Like uh, they showed how he, he came into contact, I think, with the Guardian or Condor or whatever they're calling him. I think they're calling it the Condor. and I, I'm mm-hmm. not sure that was the inciting incident that we saw, but um, oh, okay. Uh, but but like the kid interact. Basically, I mean, if you're not familiar with Last Guardian, it, it was announced years ago, and it's from the studio that did Ico and, and Shadow of the, Shadow the Colossus. Of the Colossus. It's about a young kid um, hanging out with a big old luck dragon. <laughs> That's the um, story. This is
1: a young kid hanging out with a dragon. There's
0: there's more there, I'm sure, <laughs> but like it's a lot of like interaction AI. Puzzle solving and a really um, and kind
1: of a little bit of teaching him what to do. Teaching, yeah, like you'll be like, be a ba ah, and like, uh,"
0: and and then like, like you'll and you'll be like, you'll get the the creature's attention, and then you'll jump up and down like while pointing to a thing. And and, and, what does that mean? What What are you doing? And they're like, oh, you want me to jump over there? Okay, got it. Uh, It's interesting. It's it's gonna be a really cool puzzle game, and I don't know what more it is going to be, but uh, it's probably gonna make you cry. (laughs) <laughs> That's probably uh, it's, see, I almost cried for the demo. I mean, so it was like really
1: it was a really touching thing and I never used that word. So it's gonna be it's gonna be weird when I get to the end and find sure. out that it's the main bad guy that you set free somehow and have to kill it. So anyway <laughs> second award
0: went to Mad Max.
1: Let's say Mad Max. Yeah, yeah it did. It, it went d- to Mad Max. We, we, just,
0: we just have several of them. Yeah. So yeah. Mad Max. Uh we saw this thing in pre alpha three two years ago, and it was the most complete alpha. It looked often. like a finished game. Yeah. So now that it is a finished game, wow.
1: Yeah. It's it's uh, they offered us two different demos. You know, the, the driving aspect or like a combat aspect, which arguably you could do either. But we were like, screw it, we're doing cars. Yeah. And and we we posted something online about it.
0: Yeah. Brandon uh, Brandon uh, narrated his uh, his entire journey through the wasteland. So you should definitely check out his article. We'll have links to everything that we're talking about, of course, on this episode's page. Um, and then uh, drawn to death. Was the uh, was another game with got an award? And, and he, you played that? I yes. I only saw it. And it I didn't understand when I was looking at it. was all hand drawn. But. Yes, man, this game is crazy. There's no release date set. No one knows when it's going to come out. But um, but Sony liked it so much that they've sort of taken this small studio under their wing to release it um, via PlayStation. And it is a MOBA. It is um, it's it's built for arena style combat inspired by games like Quake and everything. And uh, and funnily enough, it actually. Um, it's kind of like being inside the notebook of a kid in middle school who was really into quake and who has some
1: mental issues. Yeah, yeah, maybe that he's, that so. He's working through the, the
0: the entire the entire game is done from the perspective of it's a three D game, but it's from the perspective of doodles inside a notebook. If you look up at the sky, it's a curved fold of like notes from school, and you can and read stuff. them. Yeah, you, if you looked up at the sky, you could read the sky. And, uh, and you yourself are like, everything's textured with ballpoint pen, um, like red and blue and black ballpoint pen. And you play a bunch of crazy characters, like a, a cyborg that explodes when he dies, a, a sexy cowboy <laughs> she devil. Um, there's a shark girl coming. I saw some, um, some guy with a head that's split open. I don't know what that was. teddy bear like a split open teddy bear oh, head. Oh, was that? Okay. Yeah. Um, and it's got crazy weapons, like a bazooka that shoots confetti called America Fuck Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, like there's, there's messages like when you, when you get killed, some like, like. You it's just something like uh, you dead fuck. <laughs> yeah, oh
1: yeah, it's random messages when you die, which some of them are hilarious. It's like one said, "My wife left me. That's not your fault, but fuck you anyway." That's what it said. When we're like, I was watching some guy play, and that popped up after he died. And he's like,
0: "What?" And I was just like, "This is awesome. <laughs> it's so good." Uh, and it's mm. it looks just like like a lot of fun. And what's interesting is though it's it's de- designed specifically for online play. There's narrative elements inside the world. Like if you look around, there's so much detail. Oh, you see when you go in the sewers, you see that part. No, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, you can you can uh, fall through a, a portal in this uh, this fountain in the center of the – we played a, a, a sort of cityscape um, arena with a big Cthulhu monster and a bunch of car crashes and all kinds of stuff uh, there's a fountain of a man sitting on a toilet if you can go you can go into the sewer from there and then there's there's a huge like goaty style gaping hole with oh, like geez. like called the manhole and you, can, <laughs> and you, can, you can crawl out of the uh, the, uh, nope, didn't the, see the, the that. sewer rectum didn't see that. Um <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that's why it got an award. Yeah, that, that, right that it was
0: it was amazing. Um, what else? What was I talking about? Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, sewer so so like the nar- narrative aspects. Like there's there's parts of it that'll be in a different art style, and that will imply that someone else was uh, was note in that, left, left a note yeah, in that yeah. notebook. Like there's there's a, a pink school bus like pink pink ballpoint pen with like a clearly different art style, like hearts and flowers and like and, and it, I I didn't I didn't see the note myself, but I was told there was like a note from a girl on it. So it was like so so in this in this brooding metalheads like notebook, some some girl came over and, 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 and scribbled in like, hey, like I had fun last night or whatever. I mean I mean if well, there, that's I don't know, like a crazy middle schooler out of hey, kids cha- these these days. The child's yours. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Okay, so the, the fourth award we gave to you, something we already talked about which was Uncharted Four? Yes, Uncharted Four. It, I mean, it, the best action sequence I've ever seen in any media ever. Yeah, so we it got an award. Yeah, we couldn't not give it an award. However, there is a game that if we hadn't played it on the last day would have gotten an award if we had five of them.
1: Oh, I mean, if, if I had to pick the the number one, my favorite thing at E three that I got hands on with was For Honor. So, and that's all I'm saying about that. No, what? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay, so you already wrote an article. I, on For I wrote Honor. something. It should be out. Soon, no, no, no th- there, was, there was, was there was
0: an article that was already published about four hundred. Uh, this this is the update about yeah exactly. About my my gameplay experience, not. But I, this is a game that impressed you so much during the uh, Ubisoft show that, that, that I waited in line two hours. Well, and also <laughs> that you wrote about it. You didn't yes. write about anything else from the Ubisoft show. Mm, and it, it was a uh, uh, the presenter came out this like <clears throat> like director something like huge beard cane like you're like <laughs> bachelors. Eh? <laughs> 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 yeah, it was it was he was amazing. Uh, really got our attention. And it's a game where knights fight, uh, like samurai fight Vikings. Vikings, and they can they can fight each other. Like a knight could fight another team of and, knights. And it but is yeah. it is also a MOBA.
1: Yes, uh, as far as I know, they're I mean, they they didn't say anything to me about a solo or single player aspect.
0: Uh, but so it's it's likely just just cool, like because those those historical uh, persons and events would never. Intersect, mm-hmm. um, or at least it would be highly unlikely. And, and I don't want to give too much away about it
1: because there there is an article that's going to be posted. But it it was the most fun thing that I played at E3. So I would I would have told I would have given that shit two awards. The most fun game
0: of E3 2015 yeah. for honor.
1: And if I had to name a most intense heart pounding game, it was Rainbow Six uh, Siege. No, I I know you played this. But we haven't
0: actually talked about it at all.
1: Um, well, like I said, I wrote my experience. There's, there's another while, article which okay. is coming. But it's a very intense um, and it, it it harkens back to the old days of original Rainbow Six games you know one shot one kill that's their big thing this year yeah. and it is truly that. I mean I saw a flash of light and I was dead and it was amazing.
0: I know it doesn't <laughs> sound amazing, but when you read my experience, you'll understand why that's amazing. okay so um, so like we've been saying supplemental articles links on this episode's page for all for all the stuff that we're we're brushing over because this was a big year guys this is a huge. There was, a, there was a lot of stuff to cover with us. Um, it was hard. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, so, uh, shout out to uh, to the old republic. Uh, Knights of the Fallen Empire. It's really weird. I, I published an article about this as well, but it's an expansion that uh, sort of self-deprecatingly says a return to the Bioware style of role playing. It's basically a role playing, a Bioware Star Wars role playing game built into the previously existing MMO. Which is weird because I don't, I don't understand how that works
1: considering the way that the you know you fight in that game. It's kind of
0: like a campaign you select, I guess. I, I, but I, I guess I don't know. Anyway, th- we got more information on the site, but uh, it, it even though it is, it is self-deprecating. It shows a lot of promise. Let's let's say uh, unravel. Remember unravel, Brandon, I, at the EA
1: presentation. It, I, I, that actually is something that almost made me cry, and I don't. I haven't cried in like ten years. I, think, I don't you know what you're, you're just opening up as a person. I, I think I'm having. I'm going through something. No, it it looked beautiful. It looked amazing, and I I was searching on you know for the for a demo, which yeah. they didn't
0: have. Yeah, on it, the show it's a play. game where you play Yarny, uh, who is a a, a weird little yarn devil man who strings along some yarn after him, and you, you travel through these just gorgeously rendered uh, nature scenarios and, and mm-hmm. kind of, like, solve
1: puzzles. And y- your yarn drags the whole way and gets caught on things, but you need to use your yarn to solve puzzles.
0: But the more of it you use, the more that, you know, you, you will run out. Yeah. Graphically, it looks amazing. It looks like a ton of fun. Um, so I guess, you know, more information forthcoming. We we don't fucking have it. <laughs> Um, Mirror's Edge, that, that finally happened
1: um, I mean, I knew Mirror's Edge was coming I mean, I thought I was a little disappointed because I thought they'd have a little bit more to show yeah. Granted, there was probably a theater with it But I thought there'd be more of a hands-on Like, it's almost done
0: kind of thing, but not really Yeah, uh, 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 Star Wars Battlefront was a, was a huge feature this year And, I mean, as of S- State of the Empire A Star Wars speculation podcast Where we look for news in Alderaan places <laughs> movie show.com slash Star Wars uh, <laughs> If you're a Star Wars fan I gotta mention it uh, it I, had the longest line. I, I, I played it. Uh, there were longer lines. Halo Five, for example. Oh, we won't um, talk about that. <laughs> uh, a, a purgatory line you get in at the beginning of the day, and, and get that's out the only at the end. thing you'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, the Battlefront. Uh, it was. It was Battlefront. It was it, <laughs> it was exact. It's exactly what it looks like, though. It did act. There were some articles that did, that started coming in from from other sources that were saying like you know it had some graphical issues. I did notice that. I did notice that like its its render distance was a little fucked. Well, I, I would I would chalk that up to the game not being completely finalized. It's pretty far. But yeah, maybe you're right. Uh, and and also I played on Tatooine, which I didn't think I, it was. It was. I thought I was actually going to be on Jakku because the rocks were a little bit redder. Um, they're similar-looking planets, obviously. Jakku from uh, Episode Seven, but uh, but yeah, I was playing a Tatooine, which is surprising, but but it was fun. It was good. I mean, like, and it also was a MOBA. So is it uh, is it something you would get? Is it like uh, if it came out tomorrow, you know, would you get is, it? I, I I would really love to play it. I would really love to try it out. It's not my kind of game. Like, it, especially, I would like, I would like a story, but the experience, the experience of having, I guess I'll, I'll talk more about it now since I'm not doing an article on it intentionally. Uh, I just don't think there's much more to say. Uh, but the ability to, like, you know, have, have uh, uh, upgrade yourself to the point that you can, like, drop in, drop out as, like, major characters, you know, like, Boba Fett, Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker, and have climactic battles as, like, all these rebel troops and Imperial troops swarm around you, it's cool. Like, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's Battlefront. So I'm looking forward to the next, uh, you know, narrative-driven Star Wars game. I don't necessarily know when that's going to be. We published an article prior to E3, actually, um, which I'll mention here about um, a Star Wars game coming out for mobile platforms, which is actually being written by Daniel Erickson, who was one of the founders—well, uh, the, the initial lead writer of The Old Republic. And he's doing what is allegedly a deep RPG experience in the Bioware style— Set after the events of uh, Return of the Jedi in the um, destabilized Empire, where you play like bounty hunters and cartels, and it's canonical, yeah. And um, but it's on a mobile device, so I don't, you know, I don't. That's not that's not my thing either. But but everything you had me up until that part. So (laughs) so we'll see what happens. But it's we'll we'll be keeping a special eye on that one. Let's say Battlefront's going to do just fine, but that one that's intriguing. Uh, let's see I mean, Battle, Battlefront's right. gonna make
1: a ton of money, regardless of whether or not it's a good game. Yeah, people are like Star Wars. Holy shit! It doesn't matter at that point.
0: Uh, so we didn't we didn't get hands on with No Man's Sky, but um, um, they weren't there. Was, uh, I was looking. There, there. I think there were some closed door demos. Of were it. there? Well, shit. Yeah. I didn't get to do that. No, we we didn't we didn't get to do that. So, but it that looks awesome. Um, yeah. I, was, I was
1: I was also looking for Secret of Mana stuff since the twenty fifth anniversary is coming up. Obviously, no. But
0: I was just I was hoping. You can dream. Can you can dream. dream. And I mean, speaking of dreams, uh, the creators of Little Big Planet, uh, Media Molecule, unveiled some incomprehensible game
1: called yeah, we, we don't really
0: know how it works. <laughs> dreams, where you, it, it's it's sort of an, an art game where you can create very visual or narrative experiences um, and travel through other people's experiences yeah, seamlessly. And swap supposedly. parts out of it to cre- just create to create well to create experiences, things yeah. that you go into and out of. It's not really a game, so to speak. It's. It's an experience. It's an experience. Yeah, uh, but but the ac- aspects of like actually creating it, it the visuals looked very. It strange. looks incredible. And, I don't know and, how it and, works. and they implied that you could use the motion controls on, uh, the PlayStation remote to effectively like sculpt clay and create like these objects. It seems impossible, but they did say it was really hard to grasp on first sight. They just wanted to let people know they were and, working. And they the were,
1: way. they were right. Uh, we were staring at it, going,
0: "What is this? Yeah, I don't know. How does it work? I how, don't do know how do you do it? Works it? At all I have no idea. But it looks, it looks amazing. So yeah, and of course, Final Fantasy VII. Uh, yeah, really, 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 the remake that yeah.
1: that is still you know probably five or six years off by yeah. the time PS Five comes out.
0: So I uh, published an article on that as well, um, but but worth worth mentioning. Um, there, there are many things we're
1: not going to talk about here because there's already articles of them, just so you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Rock Band, Guitar Hero, those are all articles that are coming out.
0: Yeah, I got a lot to say on Rock Band and Guitar Hero. Ghostbusters Puzzle Fighter. <laughs> uh, yeah, surprising, surprising Ghostbusters mobile game that, as a game, I don't know if that's significant, but but as a example of uh, pulling from a very specific set of continuity for Ghostbusters, uh, very interesting. Um... Really? Um, Rise of the Tomb Raider, we, we wrote something about. Yeah. So
1: check that out. Um, very, very good game, I, I believe.
0: I hope we're not, we're not going get, to get, like, stuck into a, a list circle exactly here, but, like, what else do we have impressions on? Well, we- XCOM 2. Yes. Uh, I never played
1: the first one, because I'm an idiot, and the second one looks amazing. It, I, I'm not writing anything about it, so I'm just going to quickly give the rundown. Please, um, please do. Yeah, it, it takes place after the first game where, you know, the aliens win, and they're run by the corporation now. Um, I forget the name of the corporation, I have it right in front of me. Corporation. Advent. That's right. Okay. Anyway, so the whole world's run by these aliens and everyone loves them except for you, because you know better. And the the gameplay is kind of like Fallout 1 and 2 meets a Square Enix front mission game. So it's kind of over-the-top strategy turn base where everything is destructible by the way, but when you attack enemies, you know it zooms to over the shoulder seamlessly. Um, between your attacks. And it also, the cutscenes happen during battles, and that's seamless. The whole battle is seamless, and, and it was a really fun experience to watch, and I actually want to buy the game now because of it. Even when though it you haven't up. played the first when one. I, I know, and I feel like now I have to go back. I owe it to them to play the first <laughs> one and know what the hell's going on. But it's a really beautiful game, and it looks really
0: fun. Uh, Deus Ex? Should we talk oh. about Deus Ex? Yeah, sure. We, we, that was the last thing we saw. Yeah, uh, sequel to Deus Ex Human Evolution. Uh, it's called Mankind Divided. And uh, we, Brandon's first question was, "What the fuck? How could this exist?" Okay, yeah. Because well, of the ending of the first game. The,
1: when the first game ended, um, you had three choices to make, and all completely fucked over the world or yourself. They
0: changed the status quo. Of yeah, and everything. this
1: takes place two years after, and we were
0: like, "Well, how does the game continue after those events?" Yeah. And we we talked to someone who. Was yeah, we, there. we we talked to Mary, who was the uh, the head of. Um, uh, well, the executive nar- narrative director, mm-hmm. I believe, is her title, and so she's she's all about the story. And she had a very good explanation for us. Well,
1: I mean, maybe you can explain it better, but she essentially said that the only person who knows what happened there was you, and the Illuminati's keeping it under the table and trying to figure it out and like hushing everything, and nobody knows what happened. The
0: the ultimate changes of um uh, of the world at that point were um were just following a a very substantial global crisis mm-hmm. that you had a part in as part of the the narrative. So then when whatever the the game ultimately ended on the note it finally ended on, she basically said, "Well, that's true and that thing definitely happened, but the only person who knows about it is you the player." So it's a, it's a very It's t- one of those it's like, a, well, it, we kind of just created this so you it, know. You it's have it's to deal a tongue-in-cheek way to continue the story, but it's worthwhile because the sequel though from a narrative aspect, it didn't need to happen. It hardly feels unnecessary because it's so fun to return to that world and they've added so much. Because it's because it's a next gen Deus Ex game, because there's so many new abilities. Yeah. And- it's it's still the same as the first where you have several different ways to do things. You know, it's focused
1: on, you know, either action, stealth, and you know, the social aspect. You can play the entire game without killing anyone and just talking your way through shit. Or you can just run Guns A Blazing and murdering everyone. And everything you do, even just killing a few enemies in a level, can change the entire story from from that point on, yeah. So it, it's a game. It has brand new augmentations, new battery system. It's going to be a really fun time, and I'm I'm going to buy the shit out of it because take my money. Square was showing a lot of interesting stuff this year. What what Final Sh- Fantasy World? Yeah, yeah. I I was a little confused at first, and I, I don't know if it's going to be something good, but for some reason, I really love
0: the, the art style on that. You, you, I don't know why. You normally uh, get really fussy about things that are too cute or weird. I, I don't know if it's yet, too cute. And yet, here's this game with this, like, uh, Hallmark card chibi versions of Final Fantasy characters, and you're all about it. I Look, don't understand. Obviously,
1: I've been away from home too long, and I'm getting sentimental. <laughs> as as you've seen on this on this show, but no, Final Fantasy World looked really cool. I didn't get a chance to, to check it out, but if there's any demos or videos online, I'm I'm gonna be doing that. Um, but that's all I got about, what about it. Star Ocean. How do you feel about the new Star Ocean? Well, Star Ocean Five: Integrity and Faithlessness. Oh, it's gonna suck. <laughs> yeah. No, don't get me wrong. I love Star Ocean games, but it's a bunch of Japan anime bullshit, and you can tell right away from the title.
0: Well, but what about what what the uh, the developer said at the press conference? He said. Uh, this is not this is not the an actual quote, but effectively <laughs> that uh, he wanted to prove that JRPGs are more than than movies pretending to be games.
1: Okay, well then he has to fucking prove it to me. Well, and that's what a, they want to do. Okay. They, they well, actually
0: they state they had a mission statement about changing up the JRPG formula. He's with brave this game. to say
1: that, by the way, because there's tons of people who buy those games for the JRPG formula, and they're the ones who ruined the fucking genre. Okay, because <laughs> then they're like, oh, let's we'll just keep making this bullshit. So yes, I will get the game because I love All Star Ocean games, and I'm also an idiot. But if they can prove to me that it's more than just a JRPG, that it's something special that has a good story and good characters that aren't generic, yes, I will play the shit out of it. So we'll see. Okay. They owe me a lot. There hasn't
0: been a good one, in my opinion, since the uh, the PlayStation one. I I, uh, I checked out a game that I, I plan to be writing something about though at this moment I don't actually know what I'm going to say uh but I'm just very impressed uh, published by Square Enix and it's actually already out right now it's called Life is Strange mm-hmm. and it's kind of like um three chapters are out right it, three chapters are out it's a chapter based uh downloadable game um out of three out of five chapters and uh it's kind of like Telltale's narrative style stuff with Walking Dead meets a little bit of Alan Wake Uh, meets a film I made in high school it sounds Um, confusing it's it's about a a girl who who, uh, discovers that she has the ability to uh, manipulate the butterfly effect so she can uh, reverse and uh, send at some points accelerate time to uh, to alter decisions because she witnesses something traumatic at school and then finds herself uh, like going about half an hour back in time more like 15 minutes uh, to (laughs) and and Trying to figure out how she could possibly stop that from happening. can she go back like years, like to like the day after she was born? Well, I, I I only played a little bit of it. Basically, I saw this game, and I started playing it and was immediately captivated by it. It's got a lot of like, there's there's a dream elements to the narrative storytelling. There's lots of depth and really great dialogue, and uh, it feels like it's set in the main characters in high school. And it feels really genuine, not like a normal like pop culture portrayal of high school. It, there's there's a there's more depth to the characters, and uh, I was speaking with the uh, one of the directors of the game who assured me that, that even in even instances where it might seem to start like they're playing on archetypes for for people in a high school setting, they will you'll discover the that they all have layers, they all have depth. Someone who you think is an asshole might actually have like you know more more going on to that backstory. And I basically I, I started playing this game. And I looked at it and I was like, I feel it. This game is a rabbit hole. And if I get, I'm, I'm, and then you're like, I have to stop playing I, now. I, I, like, I was because like because there was there was an awful lot I could demo. I think I might at the very least the entire first chapter, if not all the, the consecutive chapters. I was like, i might I, what am I going to do about this? I want to keep <laughs> playing so badly. It's called Life is Strange. It's available now. I highly it's, recommend. We kinda it. We kind of
1: dropped the ball on, on it because we we should have played it by now. I, I do not fucking
0: know about it. I never. I, I, I've heard I about even it, even but I, I just thing. I've been busy and I just I never picked I, it up. I, I had no idea. It went completely under my radar. But um, but I'm I'm interested now. Uh, and and very enthused. So if I if I don't write anything about it, I'm seal of approval. I'm I just don't I don't know what direction I'm going to take yet. Uh, uh, let's see. Um, I should mention that uh, there's a bonus perk available to all of our Patreon subscribers. We um, and. I don't, I don't know if I want to release the the interview I did for uh, for life is strange, but for rock band we were getting some quotes for our forthcoming article and uh, and interviewed one of the guys there and then released that as a patreon perk so um, we're a listener supported podcast network well a nerd entertainment network obviously and uh, you can go to patreon.com slash nerdy show and subscribe and help us continue to exist because we entire we run entirely on your generous donations. But in turn, you get a lot of cool stuff, including a ton of perks, bonus takes out, uh, bo- bonus, bonus content, boner takes, boner takes. What? Uh, yeah, lots of lots of dele- deleted content and flubs, and not shit like this that I would normally edit out, but shit that, <laughs> I, would, shit that I would edit out that's actually like funny uh, or interesting. Anyway, we published this this interview that we it was loud. We were outside, not a good quality to distribute for uh, for a mainstream podcast, but but really cool and really fun. So it's up there on Patreon. Um, you should check it out. Uh, Five dollars or more gets you access to all that stuff. Uh, end of plug. But um, I mean, we could we could talk for so much longer we about everything could. in E three, but we're not no, going to because no, we're very tired. No. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, we've covered a lot of bases here. we, might, but are we done? that butt sniffing? Oh, something? you're right. Indicate. I got to talk about indicate. Yeah. So they as <laughs> with the... butt sniffing. That's all I said. <laughs> there, there's a game <laughs> called Butt Sniffin' Pugs. <laughs> Which has gorgeous, gorgeously rendered pixel art, and this game is very early on. It has effectively one level that doesn't really have a finite end to it. But it's uh, it's not only a pretty game; it has an extremely unconventional controller, which I'm not sure how they're going to replicate. Though they said you could play it on a, on a keyboard, but but I, I like playing it this way. This it's very interactive. They have what's a softball style ball that's actually more of like a tennis ball fabric. I guess that's a thing. I've never seen one before. It okay. Well, let me back up. It's they have a wooden box. It's about as big as maybe a couple shoeboxes next to each other. And in it is a, partially submerged, is a this giant tennis ball. It's a, it's a
1: giant trackball. Which is
0: which is literally a giant trackball that you have to move with two hands. Um, on either side of it are two buttons. And then at the back of the trackball, like forward facing to you, is a plush pug butt with a little <laughs> curled up tail and two little legs, which is also a button. And... Uh, <laughs> you um I don't even know how, what that does it's okay. a, it's a two-player game it's a two-player cooperative game you play, there's a black pug and a blonde pug and uh, you're in a park and you can every each pug has two different actions there's like there's like bark and I think scratch or something and then the other one has poop and pee <laughs> and when you get and you use the trackball to move around when you move around next to the other pug, you you hit the pug butt and you sniff that dog's butt What's and you the... swap powers
1: Are you kidding me? Like both you just swap your powers. Yeah, wow. like
0: like all if, if I had the bark one then all of a sudden I'd have the poop. Maybe one. that's why dogs sniff each other's butts to Maybe get their powers. So, so you got to explore the environment of the park which is just one screen but there's like things like you scare off the pigeons and they shit all over this other thing or you can <laughs> you can you can pull a stick out of a out of a bush, and then if you drop the stick on the ground, no, if you if you if you poop on the ground and drop the stick in the poop, it'll stick straight up. Uh, <laughs> there's a little old lady who will swat you if you get close to her sandwich on her picnic blanket. But if one pug distracts her, the other pug can get the sandwich. Wow. Okay,
1: <laughs> that sounds like a
0: really odd game, but I kind of want to. i to try it. It was awesome. I'm sad that I missed it, but you got you got to try it. So. Yeah, there was also a game called um, Home Improvisation, uh, which is which is interesting. It's actually on. Um, Whatever the Steam beta thing is right now, I forget what I forget what their name for is. Steam Greenlight. It was, it's is it Greenlight? Like is, it, I don't is there know. a thing that's like, <laughs> I don't know. like Greenlight but for games that aren't done yet? Anyway, it, it's out there. It's out there in the world. and We'll link to it. It's um you you go to a, a in different rooms of a house and you're given a box of sort of parody IKEA furniture. It all has weird names. Like there was one called I mean, du- IKEA furniture is kind of a parody. But there was, yeah. a, there was one called Duhast. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it dumps the box out in the room, and then you and up to four other players can use an Xbox controller to um, pick up pieces, manipulate them in space, spin them all around, and everything is built on a plug and, um, and hole system. So you can – like if you get a chair, you'll have the back, you'll have the base – and you'll have four legs. Do you, do you have to correctly make the item, or just like whatever the it, fuck you want? The game is free flow. It is what you what you whatever you can it. make, right? So if you want, if you you can you can do a couple different things with it. I mean, ultimately you can do whatever you want with it as a sort of a tablet. But putting there's you get no instructions. Putting together this chair, which is just like an IKEA. Right. Putting putting. Well, I mean, they give you instructions. They're just kind of not not too there's great. Just a man with a hard head on, with a big X over him, and you're like, what does that mean? <laughs> Basically, you. Um, uh, like you you could interpret it as a puzzle to assemble it correctly without instructions, or you could use it as an opportunity to create some very intriguing abstract art. And as soon as you complete one piece of furniture, and by complete I mean plug all the pieces together in any configuration, <laughs> you're presented with another box of, of materials or uh, a couple boxes to choose from. And uh, at the end, I was playing with three people, and we, had, uh, we, were in, we were in a basement somewhere. Well, were you all in the same game? Or... All in the same game, because oh, okay. you up to four players simultaneously. Ooh. And we assembled uh, some kind of decorative neon lamp with an um, iron shelving system and <laughs> uh, something like a sink. I don't know, but it so- it sounds like something I would actually. Buy. It was a lot of fun. It was really, it was really cool. It, I mean, it's it's a fr- it's a different kind of game, and and like most games that indicate, it had you know a lot going on. It was it was special and unique. I feel um, like the next time you buy
1: an IKEA shelf, though, you're gonna look at it differently.
0: Like, you know, what I could make a shelf, but what can I actually
1: make? Well, I was with thinking this? about you know,
0: like like I would I would love to create sort of automatic art by like assembling random objects like, Just the, holes like the, and the, pegs. the great the great dadas and so on but me personally i'd probably want to make it more complicated than it needed to be and i don't know much about welding or have the materials <laughs> for it so in this game it's always simple one you don't have to spend money on the expensive equipment to assemble uh, and two you uh all, all it's all it's all plugs and holes so you can just plug it together you don't have to worry about you know welding things together or uh, although fix- you should be missing
1: pieces at the end
0: honestly you should <laughs> It's a bit more rudimentary than that. There's no screws. You see, you're always missing no, it's screws. True. Uh, man, are we are we. Uh, that I mean, that's all. That's all I, I want to talk about. We've
1: done a lot. Like I said, we've done a bunch more, but it's all on the website. So.
0: Good, good. Good job, Brandon. Normally, uh, normally we 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 the past couple of years we've done a podcast a day for E3, and we decided to do all in one. Well, fuck this it. Start- I mean, there's a lot of articles. We and, don't need to and, talk about. And we're, it. And we're just we're just under an hour. Yeah. So we we this is this is great. So um, if you have any questions about things we saw or want us to talk about more or want to get our impressions on stuff, there's an E3 thread that's been ongoing. We've been talking with people during uh, during the whole show. And uh, sorry, Max. We, we tried to find that Transformers game. We didn't see it anywhere. Um, Someone swears they saw it, but it wasn't on the showroom floor yeah, anywhere. It wasn't I, I, in an office. I didn't see it. Not that it. I saw. Um, but anyway... So uh, there's, if you're just listening to this as it comes out There's still more articles on the way If not, head to nerdyshow.com Slash e 32015 Where not only is it an easy way to find The link to all the links on this episode's page But also the full index Of all of our articles from E3 this year Covering everything we've, we saw and did um, Oh yeah And shout out to the new Adventure Time game Which I covered uh, extensively in an article And if you're an Adventure Time fan You should definitely check it out all these games – this is an important announcement. Pay attention here. Um, all these games that are available for pre-order, you can do so via Amazon. If you go to nerdyshow.com slash Amazon, anything you pre-order will – well, any cart you check out through this link, whatever you put in there, it, stuff you would buy anyway, it will fund Nerdy Show. We're Amazon affiliates. And uh, – Brandon and I have already bought the Pip-Boy editions of, uh, yeah, and I mean, of Fallout 4. If you're going to so, buy
1: stuff anyway,
0: yeah. this will also
1: help fund us. It doesn't cost it's, you anything It's great, and, and
0: if you want to send us a message of like, hey guys, I just bought all this awesome stuff, and like, that's awesome. Send us an email at info at nerdyshow.com, and we'll give you a shout-out on this episode's page because you bought some cool stuff, and you did it the right way through our Amazon links. Uh, so any like, we're listener-supported. Any way you can help would be much appreciated. Brandon and I are exhausted. Um, we still have more work to do. You, have, you especially, but still, I. Have some. We still have more work to do, and I'm going to be at Heroes Con this weekend doing some panels. For more information on that, see our previous episode, which was a uh, our summertime fun community update. Um, and we got more more on the way. Next week we're going to be at Dice Tower in Orlando, and uh, then then a couple weeks later, San Diego Comic Con. Uh, followed by Camp Fan Gamer in Tucson, Arizona. So uh, busy, 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 busy as all oh, fuck. Summer. You're gonna, you're gonna a lot of Nas
1: drinks, man. Oh a lot of Nos.
0: no, I will not be drinking NOS energy drinks. That <laughs> is a poison. NOS a day keeps the doctor <laughs> there. Yeah, next it, keeps, to you. it keeps the doctor well at hand. Well at hand. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. Uh, tune in next week for. Uh, hypothetically, a more nor- normal ner- nerdy show episode. <laughs> Maybe, perhaps. Um, in fact, and hopefully I'm not mistaken about this, I believe it's going to be our long-awaited Doctor Who episode, a fan-requested microsode that we turned into a full-scale extravaganza, where Huvians are up against uh, not-quite-so-Hoovians. So, so uh, keep an eye out for that, and uh, uh, I think that covers our bases. I've got nothing more. Right. Well, I didn't think ahead to look for a track, but I will put a track right here. For track information, please go to this episode's page. We'll see you soon. Bye, I'm Cap. Bye, I'm Brandon.
1: for listening to nerdy show if you like what you heard please rate and review us on itunes or like and follow us on soundcloud as listener supported entertainment we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the nerdy show network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via patreon any contribution gets you exclusive outtakes episodes and images from across the network and there's even more perks available just head to patreon.com nerdyshow nerdy show To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. You can also subscribe to us via iTunes and SoundCloud. Leave a comment, like and share, and follow Nerdy Show on all of your favorite social networks. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and other awesomeness, visit nerdyshow.com. If it's geeky, we've got it covered.